is the third week of our current message series for the Easter season. We began two weeks ago on Easter Sunday with the acknowledgement that while the world promotes power, possessions, pleasure, prominence as keys to success and successful living, something in us longs for more. And perhaps the way to talk about that longing, that more, could be significance. Significant as in consequential. Significance comes from contributing to others. And that's what we want. That's what we long for. We long for our lives to matter. To matter to our friends and family. To matter to our community. And it is not at all immodest or overstated to acknowledge that we long to contribute more to the wider world, too. We want this world to be a better place because we've lived here. We want the people who know us to be better off for having known us. That's why we're motivated by stories of people who have made a difference. Those stories move us. They matter to us because we want to be like them. At the end of the day, at the end of our lives, we hope that others can talk about the amazing contribution we've made to their well-being, their experience, their quality of life. Easter Sunday and the entire Easter season celebrates the life of one man who easily had the greatest impact for good ever in the whole history of the world. His life mattered so much that 2.2 billion believers around the world celebrate Easter, even though he lived 2,000 years ago in a dusty, remote region of the Roman Empire, largely in obscurity for most all of his life. The Gospels describe Jesus as living a life, dying a death, and rising from the dead as one continuous act of service to the world. And then the Acts of the Apostles goes on to describe how the early church continued his work. They did all the things that Jesus did. They preached about God's love. They shared God's love. They created a community that modeled God's love as they loved one another by serving one another. It's simple. It only makes sense. We become more like Jesus when we act like Jesus. And a great place to start, a great place to practice is right here in our parish. That's why next weekend we'll be inviting you to sign up to serve in a parish ministry. Today, we're going to take a little bit of time at the end of this message to share with you the opportunities for serving at Nativity that we'll be offering and why they're absolutely important, absolutely vital for the life of our parish and for our own growth as Christ followers. To set it up, we're going to take a look at a passage from the Gospel of Luke. The passage we're looking at takes place on Easter Sunday night, and it goes like this. That very first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. So two of Jesus' disciples are on a seven-mile journey. The Gospels often describe Jesus and his followers undertaking journeys. 
It's a motif that reminds us the spiritual life is a journey, that our walk with God is indeed exactly that, a walk. None of us have arrived when it comes to following Christ. These two Christ followers are walking and talking about the events of Jesus' passion and death, and they're trying to make sense out of what happened. And while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He walks with them. He walks with them on their journey. And as we'll see, he gradually reveals himself to them. That's the way it most often happens. Most people come to faith in Jesus through a gradual process. And that's the why behind the what when it comes to serving in ministry here at Nativity. While we have many opportunities to serve, lots of different tasks to undertake and jobs to do, essentially they're all the same job. We serve others by walking with them on their spiritual journey. In entirely simple, helpful ways, we accompany people wherever they are in their walk with Christ as they gradually come more and more to faith. So Jesus starts walking with the disciples. He asks them, what are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped and looked downcast. One of them, Cleopas, said to him in reply, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? And he replied, what sort of things? An example of Jesus' humor and playfulness. What sort of things? They said to him, the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. How our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. We were hoping that he would redeem Israel. Jesus is described as mighty in word and deed. That's how he was perceived. He didn't just teach and preach. He got things done. People experienced him as a force for good. And as a force for, for, for good, his, his enemies shut him down and crucified him, bringing one of the saddest lines, perhaps, in all of Scripture. We were hoping. We were hoping that he would redeem Israel. We were hoping. But now our hope is lost. All of us have been there. All of us have known the sorrow of having high hopes dashed in our career, at school, in our families, in love. Now some women from the group, they go on, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find the body. They came back and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. They're hopeless and heartbroken and now completely confused. As we'll see, Jesus will restore their hope and heal their hearts as he dispels their confusion. It's another reason we bring people to the Lord, another reason we serve. No one wants to live a life of confusion, and neither does God want us to live in confusion either. We can help others sort through the confusion and complexity of life, not by pretending to have all the answers, which we don't, but by bringing people to the person who does. 
And so here Jesus begins to lead them out of their confusion. And he said to them, Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in Scripture. He explains that his own suffering and death was part of God's plan all along. What seemed like the moment of biggest failure was actually Jesus' greatest success. By going to the cross, he entered his glory and won victory for all of us. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going farther. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. We see Jesus' playfulness once again. He feigns that he's going to travel on, but the disciples urge him to stay. The disciples extend hospitality to him with an invitation that opens them up to recognize the Lord in their midst. So he went to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were open, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. At the breaking of the bread, which was the Eucharist, their eyes were open, and they recognized the Lord. But as noted earlier, this only comes after the journey, after a process after their extension of hospitality. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, but the disciples only recognize its beauty and truth after they're willing to walk together, after they serve one another. There are five major ways that we can serve one another, that we can get involved in ministry here at Nativity. So you're walking with others in their journey of faith. Number one, weekend hospitality. This is our parking ministers in the parking lot, our greeters at the front door, our host ministers here in the sanctuary, and the cafe ministers in the Vision Cafe. Working together, they promote a culture of welcome to help shape an attractive, we like to call it an irresistible environment. At the same time, they create a sense of excitement and energy and enthusiasm for what God is going to do here each week. I would also add our ops team to our hospitality ministry because how clean our public spaces are, even after thousands of people have passed through, tells guests exactly how much we value their presence. Did you know the number one question for people who are in church for the first time in a long time or the first time ever is simply, am I welcome here? Am I welcome here? And our hospitality ministers answer that question in an unmistakable way. Number two, next gen. One of our biggest responsibilities, obvious opportunities, and greatest privileges is influencing and impacting the next generation for Christ. In a culture that less and less supports faith, and is more and more skeptical of the community of faith. It's more and more critical and crucial that we, as a church community, as a church family, invest in the next generation. That's why I am so very grateful 
to our member ministers who serve in our kids and student programs. We have volunteer ministers who work behind the scenes as well as directly with children and students ages six weeks to 18 years old. If you've been concerned about the faith of our teens and preteens, if you have a heart for children, then you should, you absolutely should consider serving in one of our next-gen teams. Number three, creative tech. This is the perfect ministry to try out regardless of your age, if you like or would like to learn new technology. But you know what? It's also a great ministry if you believe in the centrality of the Eucharist and the ancient splendor and beauty of the Mass, because our tech team helps everyone, young and old, in person and online, to experience the Mass in a more compelling, and I would say, a more complete way. The lights, the camera, all the technology are all about drawing people into worship, helping them lend God the attention that honors Him and inspires us. Number four, online. With our online campus, Nativity can be anywhere, anytime. And you can serve from anywhere, too. Our online campus and weekly broadcasts are most certainly among the best of their kind in our Catholic community. And our online chat hosts and ministers play a necessary and needed role, reaching beyond our walls, serving our congregation elsewhere. They help our online guests move beyond mere passive observation to become valued members of this community. If you're enthusiastic about a parish without borders, if you're grateful for a church that's overflowing beyond our church walls, then please, please consider serving in our online ministry. Number five, one other opportunity to consider is what we call member care. Our member care or pastoral care ministers are volunteers who visit the sick, who pray with and care for people in need, people in crisis, who pray with and care for those who are grieving or those in need of healing. It's a ministry that requires a special kind of heart for sure, that's true. But if you've been blessed with that kind of heart, if you've been blessed with the gifts of care and compassion, the gift of mercy, then you've simply got to share those gifts. So, here's my ask for you this week. Take some time in your quiet time to pray about which of those five areas God might want you to serve in moving forward. Where can you make a commitment, even a modest commitment to serve, even as basic as no more than one or two hours twice a month? What do you feel drawn to? Weekend hospitality, next gen, creative tech, online, member care. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance to give you an impression of where he's calling you to serve. Jesus invites us into a life of significance, specifically through service, walking with people in their walk with Christ. Simple? Sure. But what could be more significant than that? Hey everyone, thanks for watching with us today. Hit that subscribe button right now so you don't miss a single thing. 
you can be part of our mission to love God, love others, and make disciples simply by sharing this video. We are so grateful you're part of our community.